Congratulations to Iliad Kipchoge on beating his own world record at the Berlin Marathon on September 25th, 2022, with a time of two hours, one minute, and nine seconds. Amazing. That's blazing fast for that distance, right? And as Nike puts it, the human race just got faster. Yes, indeed. And every time someone accomplishes something great, or better yet, each time one of us, yes, you, the recreational runner, the casual runner, achieves a personal best, we are reminded of our potential, right? Our abilities to push through and better our best. I talk about becoming the best version of ourselves a lot on the podcast. It's a recurring theme because I believe in human potential. So whether it's a world-class athlete like Kipchoge or you listening right now, there's no limit to your potential. Remember that. Welcome to the podcast. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome to the Rookie Runners Podcast, a show that explores the challenges and conversations runners are having as they begin their running journey. We run to become the best versions of ourselves, embrace the process, and enjoy each and every step. Now, here's your host, Ray Gerard. I am so glad to be back on the mic. Took a little break there, as I usually do in the summer months, as I train for fall marathons coming up. Speaking of fall marathons, I have New York City coming up in about four weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a really nice race for me because I'm running it with my daughter, my daughter Jen. And she's the one that got me started in this running journey about uh, six and a half years ago. So that's going to be really awesome to do. And it's also going to be my first world major marathon. So I'm really looking forward to that. By the way, on September 18th, I made my USATF Masters debut. I participated in the USATF Masters 12K Championship in Highlands, New Jersey. And boy, what a race. This was quite a learning experience for me. I was honored to be among the best athletes in my age group in the country. And that, my friends, is a humbling experience. I had never competed at that level, so I didn't know what to expect. I went out there, gave it my best. But as always, I walked away thinking that, hey, I could have done better. (laughs) There I go. I tend to overthink races after the fact or Monday morning quarterbacking my races. I need to stop doing that and just be grateful that I'm able to compete at that level and just continue to focus on becoming the best version of myself, as I always say. Someone once said, comparison is the thief of joy. And I have to agree with that. In this case, the joy of running. So let's not forget the journey as we go through our training. The journey is where we derive the most value, not the destination. But at the same time, let's also strive to always be the best version of ourselves. Moving right along to segment two, My guest today is Randall Howard. Randall is a triathlete that has many accomplishments to his credit. His story is compelling, informative, and instructive. So without further delay, let's dive right into the interview with Randall Howard. Hello, Randall. How's it going, man? Great, Ray. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Glad to have you. Uh, happy to be here. 
Excellent. I know we had a, to reschedule due to a slight illness, but I'm glad you have recovered well and resumed your training. How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm on the mend. Um, Excellent. Yeah, I had a little bit of a uh, slight little illness post-race. My immune system shut down a little bit, but um, we're bouncing back fairly quickly. Glad to hear it. Let's dig right in. Uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your background, and when did you start running, and what made you decide to start on your running journey? Yeah, well, um, you know, I'm from Rochester, New York, upstate New York, near uh, Syracuse and Buffalo, about an hour from Niagara Falls, Canada. Okay. Um, you know, I grew up in a, a suburb, uh, Pittsburgh, New York. Our, our town was predominantly, you know, a soccer lacrosse town. Um, but I've been playing soccer since about the age of four. Played up uh, through the collegiate level, dabbled a little bit in Premier Men's League here in my hometown. I pretty much began my soccer career as a central defender. Then I moved up to midfield in college and eventually a little bit of forward, but the midfield is where the endurance uh, comes in. Midfielders on the soccer field run approximately about on average nine miles per game. Wow. Uh, so that, that carried over into endurance sports uh, as I moved forward. Yeah. I know uh, soccer players are usually very strong aerobically. Yes. Yes. I'm also 11 time iron, iron distance finisher, two time Ironman 70.3 world championship qualifier. Excellent. Um, as I say, in the iron distance, a 2.4-mile swim, which we can go into a little bit later, a 112-mile bike, and then a 26.2-mile marathon. I did my first running event around, I know I say 2008, 2009. That was the, uh, I believe it was the, J the J.P. Morgan Corporate Challenge. They have them all over the United States, in fact, all over the world, uh, consisting of a 3.5-mile road race, basically promoting fitness, teamwork, camaraderie to local businesses and organizations. Mm -hmm. You know, my first one I ran, I did around a, you know, 20 minutes, 23 seconds. And at that point, I was pretty much sold on running. That's great. So you you've, you started as a runner, well, as a soccer player, you built up and you started running. And at one point, you transitioned to the triathlons. That's yes. more challenging than running itself, I'm sure. When did you make that transition? What was your motivation? Yes. Well, around 2008, 2009, I dabbled a little bit in you know, I, I gave duathlon a go, which is a bike run event. Mm -hmm. um, a lot with the soccer, the, the reason why I transitioned a little bit away from that, you know, it's a team-oriented sport a lot, uh, having to do with late night, you know, league games. Uh, and this affected my work routine for my, you know, 40-hour-a-week job. Right. You know, running, running you can do any time. And, um, you know, as, as far as triathlon as well, you didn't need others to participate. I would like to mention, you know, there was a, a time, small period of time in between that transition, I struggled a little bit with alcohol dependency. Mm -hmm. um, I've been sober now for about 12 years. That's great. Um, and that really, really helped me dive into endurance sports and triathlon in particular um, around 2010. And uh, that gave me the opportunity to really, really dial in and focus on myself and cut out the, neg the negative influences in my life. That's great because a lot of people as we talked about this before, where everyone has a story, something that they transitioned from, and very often sports, running, or whatever the case may be, yep. is helpful in helping with that transition. So that's great yep. to hear. Uh, thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the support that the recovery groups have, initially, you know, I, I feel that, you know, it's a must to gain an understanding that changes need to be made in your life. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, different strokes for different folks. It's all about finding your plan and what works for you. Correct. Um, 
and, and, and I'll, you know, by all means, I'm, I'm there for anybody that, you know, needs help that's in recovery. You know, I've, I've gone to meetings for, with people, um, I've sponsored people, but again, um, whatever works for you, it's all about, you know, you as an individual. Exactly. You find yourself and it's good to hear that you're helping others in the process as well. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Triathlon event. Uh, what mm-hmm. is the typical dis- distance that one okay. covers and what, so, and, yeah. You have, uh, you know, three different, uh, you know, pretty much uh, distances. You have the sprint, uh, which consists of a 750-meter swim, a 20K or 15-mile bike, and then a 3.1-mile run or a 5K. Okay. Um, and then you move up to Olympic or intermediate distance, which consists of about a 0.93-mile swim, just under a mile, 24, around a 24, 25-mile bike, and then you're looking at a 10K run, 6.2-mile run. Okay, um, that's the sprint. And then you have the long, that's the Olympic intermediate. Oh, got you. Yes. And then the last distance, the long course, um, you know, this is typical of the, what they call the 70.3 half Ironman or mm-hmm. um, the 140.6 mile, the iron iron distance okay. uh, race. So the 70.3, the half Ironman is, consists of 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike, 13.1 mile run, the half marathon, the full 140.6 iron distance. I don't want to say tick typically Iron Man. Iron Man has the rights to that name. So most races that aren't Iron Man sanctioned are considered iron distance, mm-hmm. which is the same distance, which is the 140.6 miles, consisting of the 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and the 26.2 mile run. That's good to know. And you have to be in great shape to handle these events and these distances, I'm sure. In what, yes. Yeah. In what specific way do you find that your training differs when training for triathlons? Do you focus more on the event that you're strongest in or the event that, that is your weakest right. link? Well, um, you know, when training for, you know, triathlon, especially something of a longer distance, especially with the long course, it's very imperative that, uh, that you're training, you know, you're, you're, you're training for based on the time you have, mm-hmm. um, or the overall time for right combined. Like, uh, okay. As far as the, the the distance, it's considered. You know, if you're the, the longer you're going, you really need to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. how much time you're going to have to put in. Um, the vast majority of your workouts, you have to come to the um, reality that mentally and physically, most all of your workouts uh, training for long course triathlon is going to suck. Mm-hmm. You know, you're pushing the body, you know, day in, day out, do workouts that seem monotonous. And the, and the whole time in the back of your head, all you're really thinking is, you know, am, am, I, am I improving? Am I improving in all three disciplines? What I try to do, uh, um, I focus on my weakest event, usually in the off season. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, this is kind of like pretty much, you know, night and day. Your weakest, usually when people are in the off season, a lot of people aren't strong swimmers. They'll spend the majority you know, right when they come off off season. They'll get, or come off their season when their off season starts. You know, they'll, they'll take a little time off, and then they're hitting the swimming pool. A lot of people aren't strong swimmers. Um, they're they're coming into triathlon. They're new to triathlon. Right. Um, so that gives them all winter into the spring to be able to really focus on, you know, what they consider their weakest. And as far as the strengths, my strength being the bike and run. 
um, the run more so mm-hmm. than the bike. You know, that's all about maintenance with your with your stronger link. Sure. Um, just, just making sure that you can you can maintain you know that fitness level and be able to perform on the day. That's awesome. You just gave me a short course here on Ironman competition and events. That's great. <laughs> I know a lot more now than I did before. And Randall, you and I are members of the uh, Unforgiving Marathon and Track Team. That's how we, we met. Yes, yes, yes. Shout yeah. out to our team members and, of course, our captain, Joel Almonte. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. I like to say uh, iron sharpens iron. It's been inspiring to be surrounded by teammates that are pursuing and achieving their own personal goals. It's been great. And you and I recently participated in the USATF Masters 12K Championship in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. That, that was a great event. And I was quite impressed with your performance. You finished, oh, thank you. Thank you. yeah, you finished in 44 minutes and that was a 605 pace over the 7.5 mile distance, solid work. What was your strategy going into that race and how did, how did it go for you? <laughs> Ray, that was, uh, yeah, that race was a hot race. Um, mm-hmm. that, 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 for uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, it took a lot. That race took a lot of determination with everyone. My race plan basically, you know, from the get go is like, you know, just run, try to run 545s and try not to blow up. That mm-hmm. was that was the plan. Okay. And, you know, and then there was the heat. So I think everyone, I feel, went out, including myself, a bit too fast. Mm-hmm. You know, I let, I let the lead group go and, you know, ran at the chase group briefly. But, uh, you know, 5.30 pace in that heat with the race starting at 9.30. Yeah, it, it was, was just way, way too much. It was close to 80 degrees, I'm sure, right? I, I don't recall, but I think it was around yeah. 76, 77 degrees. But yeah, yeah, it it was. I think it was both both of our uh, USATF debuts. Uh, this was my first time. I didn't know what to expect. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. you know, I felt that I could have done better, and next time I'll be ready. Because mm-hmm. I, I went out conservatively, and uh, in retrospect, I'm thinking I should have just gone all out and just hold on to dear life. <laughs> you know, probably could yeah. have done better. But I tried. The, the thing is with that yeah. distance, um, Ray. At distance at 12k, it's very tricky. In cooler temperatures, you you can go out and you can push and you can and you can push the pace and you can hold on mm-hmm. for the most part because it's basically a little over a 10k. With, with, with that heat and, and no shade, there wasn't much of a crosswind until you were coming back in. This is um, true. You know, I I just feel that you know every, everybody realized how short of a race was it was, and they were going to try to see if they could you know, go out hard and, and hold on. And uh, with, with the heat on that day, it just... Yeah, a lot of people know, blew kind of, up. But some of the stronger yeah. runners, they, they maintain, especially in my age group, and I was surprised to see their performance. So Yeah, yeah. But, I think the great thing to take away from that is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, our, our opportunity to, to be out there, um, you know, with, with uh, some of the best of the best is, uh, you know, very rewarding. Yes, agreed. That's exactly the way I felt. I felt I was surrounded by the best in my age group and I was just honored to be there and to be among them. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's talk training philosophy. Now that we came off from this race, every athlete that is serious about their training and whether they're being coached or have a specific training protocol that works mm-hmm. best for them, what, what does that look like for you? What, what is your best uh, training philosophy? I, I really believe in, uh, and I kind of nailed this home, like my first year of endurance racing, when I started triathlon in 2010, I didn't have a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could 
rewind. I had a coach every year for the rest of my endurance career after 2010. Okay. Uh, 2010 was kind of a learning curve. But for the longest time, especially, um, you know, when I first started Ironman, you know, everybody trained, um, you know, everybody I trained with, I trained with a really uh, good group of guys. They were all fast, but mm-hmm. it became all about every time we went out for a group ride, you're not doing any kind of thing that's going to benefit you other than it's, it's a race. It's a, you know, who can throw down the hardest in the weekend around that hundred mile group ride right. and, um, and push the hardest. Um, and you know, that, that's not, that's not the way you're going to, you know, you're, you're really going to improve. I mean, if any, if anything, it's a good way to get injured, mm-hmm. um, o- overtraining and also a lot of negativity, you know, w- within groups. Um, I had, I had a guy, a good friend of mine I trained with all the time told me, you know, I couldn't run three, uh, three hours and 22 minutes off the Ironman distance bike off the 112 mile bike. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, back in 2014, 2015 at Rev three Cedar point, which is an iron distance race. I ran a three seventeen marathon. Nice. Off of the 112 mile bike. Um, so, I mean, in the, at the end of the day, um, basically it comes down to focusing on, your own ability and your own progression and in your own process. I agree. Um, in, in journey, uh, your fitness journey, comparing yourself to others is just gonna, it's going to take you down a hole. Mm-hmm. And you know, once you get deep, deep down in it, it's kind of hard to dig yourself out. Yes, definitely. I agree. You, you are, what's your P- current PR in the marathon? I'm glad you brought that, brought that up. Um, so I, I've never, I've never run an open marathon. Um, mm-hmm. it's not in an iron Ironman or iron distance race. Okay. Um, I run a three seventeen, like I said, off the 112 mile bike. I, uh, my last Ironman I, out of the, uh, 12 I've attempted of the 11 I've finished. I DNF my last Ironman 2018 Ironman Lake Placid mm-hmm. from, uh, hypothermia. My body shut down. Oh my goodness. And my, the race plan was to, uh, my coach put into play was for me to run a 258 marathon off the, um, 112 mile bike. Well, we didn't get to that marathon, um, about mile, mile 62 on the second loop of the bike up off white face mountain. We had a heavy rain and, uh, my body shut down. Oh, wow. Couldn't get my heart rate over 90 beats per minute. I uh, went into hypothermia and my day was done. They took me to the, the medical tent. I had raced that race four times before, or three times before. Um, it'd been fairly, fairly successful. I've gone 10.03, uh, 10 hours, three minutes on that course. You know, I, I knew what my body was capable of, and Mother Nature had her way, and um, I did the best I could on the day. Yeah. So, yes, I, um, I, I'm looking, you know, to go sub three in Indianapolis. Um, yeah, I think you're definitely sub sub three, uh Definitely the two fifties. I'm sure you'll uh, accomplish it. Yeah, you're you know, definitely that type my, of health. <laughs> depending my health holds up. Yes, um, that's important. Yeah, so we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Uh, I'll be rooting for you for sure. <laughs> thanks a lot. And w- when you think of all the races and events you've participated in, you, mm-hmm. uh, which one was your most memorable, and which one was your most important learning experience? I think you might have already answered that. That learning experience <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah. Um, that well, is the 2017 the Ironman, um, the year prior, um, which I finished at Lake Placid, you know, I went 
uh, 11 hours and 30 plus minutes. Um, I was hoping to do a 9.45 to 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I completed the race on a fractured femur. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah, my right leg. Uh, I had problems with it going into the race. I thought it was just a really bad, you know, muscle uh, strain. And, uh, you know, I tried active release and everything. And the day leading into the race, I did a leg shake out. Comes race day to, uh, um, you know, uh, two mile, 2.4 mile swim. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. 112 mile bike. I'm fine. Head out onto the marathon mile two when I went to go shift my weight to my right leg. I um, almost collapsed. Wow! And you felt it. The rest of the yeah, the rest of the race was uh, you know walk, shuffle, walk, shuffle. About mile five, medical got a hold of my coach back in town at Lake Placid. That said she was coming out on course. Mm-hmm. She ran out on course like eight miles into the run course, and uh, uh, it's a two loop run course. And she's uh, asked me if I was able to continue. If I couldn't continue, you know, she knows no point in proving myself. I've, I've done that race several times. Mm-hmm. Um, she wouldn't be upset with me, but she had to throw it in my ear that I was, uh, winning my age group on the run. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so such motivation. <laughs> yeah. So from, from then on, I, I decided to push it and I made that decision shuffled, uh, you know, walked, ran to 11 hour and 30 minute finish, which is respectable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, was, that was definitely a learning experience. But, like, yeah. again, I said with my 2018, uh, my first DNF, uh, did not finish Lake Placid uh, Ironman the following year with, uh, you know, the frostbite um, yeah. or the hypothermia up in the mountain. You know, lesson learned, I, I, I had a history of frostbite, and I couldn't feel my fingers, I couldn't feel my toes when I was on the side of the road, and they were wrapping me in blankets, putting me, you know, in the ambulance. I, I made that decision, I'm like, no, I can't bike another 70-something miles, and it was climbing Wilmington into Lake Placid. It was all climbing for the next last, like, 60, 70 miles or so, and, and then run, to run a marathon on top of that, you know, I made the, the smart decision to, to throw in the towel. A lot of people won't, but, um, you know, over yeah. time, doing things over and over in repetition, you get to really learn your body. You've seen the best and the worst of your running journey, and... That's part of the experience. That's part, that's similar to life, right? That's analogous to yeah. life because we will see ups and downs and you've seen them all and you've maintained your motivation and you keep moving forward. That's, that's great to see, great to hear. For the new runner that's embarking in their running journey, you know, we got a lot of new runners listening to this podcast. What is your yeah. most important piece of knowledge that you can share in terms of best practices to achieve the best results based on your experience? You know, being an athlete, it, it took me a long time to learn this, but <laughs> uh, finally caught on a decade later. Um, <laughs> um, slow and steady wins the day. You know, I, I definitely bl- believe that. Um, you know, keeping the easy days easy, hard days hard. Um, and then, of course, you know, recovery is very important, um, especially as you get older if you're a master's athlete. Um, you know, I take you know, try to take naps if you can. I take naps uh, Saturday and Sunday afternoons. I'll, you know, sometimes I'll sleep all afternoon uh, just to try to catch up on my recovery. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I really talk about the benefits of sleep all the time. It's, it's just so important to the human body. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and another important thing, I mean, 
these you have these people that are new to you know athletics that are that just get so wrapped around um, getting that workout done, getting that workout done. Mm-hmm. It's an understanding of, of consistency, but if you're sick or you're injured, you know, rest. Um, that's it's most important. Um, that's you know, and it's basically, lastly, you know, uh, listen to your body. Um, for, focus on you know where you're training, where you are in your training, not your friends. Exactly, I agree. And what do you? Uh as far as other areas like nutrition and strength training, mm-hmm. how, how do you prioritize those? Do you find that those are just as important in your training routine? Uh, yeah. Actually, also, the last question I forgot to add on, also most importantly, mm-hmm. uh, get a coach if you can. If you can get a coach. Yeah. A coach will, a coach will get you right. Um, make sure that you're doing spe- uh, specific to whatever you're training for and you're not just um, putting in the extra added junk that can, you know, put you into the overtraining or possible injury. Um, Exactly. I agree because uh, sometimes even if we're coaches ourselves, there are blind spots we may not be able to see necessarily unless we hire someone to take a look at it from removed, you know, the bigger picture, you know? So I agree. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say, uh, honestly, you know, the rest and recovery, most important one, of course, I, I'd say is number two, your training stimulus. You need to be able to be doing the specific workouts and have the fitness to accumulate that, that stimulus to whatever you're training for, to whatever the event is. That's very critical. Yes. Um, and then, of course, the nutrition. I can honestly say I've had a hard time in the past as far as my nutrition. I've been very fortunate, especially in, in Ironman racing, not to have a bad day for the full Ironman. Ironman is all about nutrition. I mean, mm-hmm. basically, basically you're racing, um, you're eating. It's, it's just an eating event. It's an all day eating event. Um, yeah. you're eating for three, four hours on the bike to set yourself up for a good marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get those calories in and you don't eat properly on the bike. You're going to have a long day on that marathon. Oh yeah. Um, you're going to hit a, a major wall. I'm sure. Yeah. So, I mean, the nutrition is very important. I tend to be, focus more. I try to be consistent. Um, I'm getting better at it. I do have issues. I'm, you know, when I'm not around any specific hard day with my training where where I'm hitting a hard workout the next morning or, um, I'm not, I don't have a race coming right up. You know, my my nutrition might kind of fall off a little bit, but yeah, nutrition is very important and kind of learning to be consistent around the board. Got you. Um, lastly, strength training for me, I, I try to get in what I can, um, as far as just, uh, run specific to target those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to help you with your run, especially on the back end of, of longer races where, where, you know, certain muscle groups are starting to fatigue. You want to make sure you're paying attention to those areas. Agreed. Um, but more of the strength training more comes in when, you know, you don't have as heavy of a race season or, high volume run training, you know, you can do blocks of strength training where that's more of a focus and you're not going to lose your fitness, um, for, uh, whatever, uh, say microcycle you're in at the time preparing for a race. Excellent. And you know, there's this one question I ask everyone, what Mm -hmm. has running competitive running triathlon being an athlete? What has that taught you over the years? Over the years, the, the competitive running, I mean, like I said, it, it, it's 
it's taught me a lot as far as, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of times we put kids from very early ages into, into, uh, you know, activities, clubs, um, sports to give them like life skills. Mm -hmm. Um, they need to succeed and be successful in life. What I've learned over, over the years with, with endurance sport, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely kind of taken that knowledge, you know, we instilled, you know, as we were younger, kind of steps it up and takes it to the next level um, to being able to become actually, you know, the best you can be. Um, right. And, uh, you know, that whole health and wellness journey, you know. Yeah, because the values and the journey, right? always in the journey, not the destination, not at arriving, but while you're going through it over the years and years, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and the tough thing is, is a lot of people, um, you know, with their health and wellness journeys, like um, even, you know, everything that I've done within, within sport, you know, you consistently want to improve and, and you want to get better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with age at some point, you know, you're going to plateau or whatever. Of course. But, like I can say, actually, among the fastest I've been, you know, I'm, I'm 48 years of age right now, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm smarter. Not only am I getting, like, faster and stronger, but you're getting smarter because, you know, a lot of times you have to think outside the box. What ways can we can we do this, you know, to minimize, you know, injury? And um, Yes, and I'm sure your race strategy has gotten sharper as well, right? Right. For example, um, I used to be that guy that with, for the half marathon, mm -hmm. I would, the gun would go off, I'd go off with the front with the lead group, and I would hold on as much as I could till about mile nine, and then it was just miserable. Hold miserable, on for miserable. dear life, I like to say. Yeah, and that's not <laughs> the way, that's not the way to do it. It's not... <laughs> Did many half marathons that way until I had a coach that was just like, let's let's stop doing that because yep. that's uh, fall back. Yeah, that's so, right. Um, and finally, Randall, congrats on being the current team unforgiving record holder in the USATF 12K Championship event. I mean, uh, I'm thank you very much. oh sure, I'm sure you're gonna you'll be looking forward to making an, another appearance next year, right? Better yeah, story. So. Let's uh, let's hope they move that. Uh, I raced October, a little bit of cooler weather. That would be nice. Oh, but, yeah, that would be nice. Definitely. Yeah. But I, I intend to show up as well. I think I can do a lot better. <laughs> For sure. sure. And, I'm sure you can. I went into that race thinking at my age group, I, I'll probably be in, the t be in the top 10. But I was so wrong. <laughs> you know? You know what? Yeah. It's when, when, you, when, you, when you look at um, an environment like that and mm -hmm. you, you, come a, you come across people and talent like that mm -hmm. it, goes, it goes to show you that, that there's no limit to, to what the body's capable of doing exactly that's what i learned first and foremost and uh, as i was telling joel I, i've been tweaking my training just slightly to see if i can get more specific at it and uh, uh just get better you know better my best you know yeah 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 sure but this has been a great conversation Randall. i'm glad uh it's been a pleasure having you share your experience here on the podcast. I'm sure the best oh, is I, yet to come. I appreciate, I appreciate you reaching out to me. And, um, you know, I, I enjoyed uh, sharing my experience. Uh, Ray, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, absolutely.
And please tell the audience where they can find you on the social network so they can follow your journey yeah. if you'd like. Yes. Um, you know, you can reach out to me at Instagram at Rand B. Howard. R-A-N-D is in dog, B is in Blair, Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. I'm also on Facebook, Randall Howard. Okay, perfect. And from myself and on behalf of the audience, here's to wish you all the best moving forward, Randall. Lots of PRs up ahead, right? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ray. All right. All right, take care, I'll Randall. Talk to you soon. Yep, bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. You are listening to the Rookie Runners Podcast. Be inspired to be a better runner today. And remember, you're always your toughest competitor. We run to find some part of ourselves yet undiscovered. Embrace the process and enjoy the journey. And now, stepping back to the mic, here is Ray Gerard. And welcome back to segment three. This is where we wrap things up and put a nice bow on it. I really enjoyed my conversation with Randall. And one thing I picked up out of the conversation is despite the highs and the low moments that Randall has experienced, he has maintained his focus and continues to evolve as an athlete. And that's a beautiful thing. Randall, I appreciate having had a conversation with you, learned a lot, and I'm sure the audience learned a lot as well. And you know what, folks? Not every day or every run is going to be a great run. In fact, don't expect it to be, or you'll be disappointed more often than not. One of the keys to a successful running journey is to focus on the sum total of your efforts. Are you better today than you were last year? If so, keep on keeping on. When I look at my data, I look at three years ago compared to today, and it's really amazing to me how far I've come. And that's what the journey is all about, the sum total of all your efforts. And in some cases, of course, you might find that a year has gone by without much improvement, and that's okay. It simply means that it's time to revise your training, make some adjustments, or even hire a coach to help you get back on track, depending on what your goals are. As I always say, the value is always derived in the journey and never the destination itself. So keep striving to become the best version of yourself. It's you versus you. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Rookie Runners Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. I value your opinion and experiences, and I think we can all learn from each other. And, of course, you can find the podcast on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We are also on social media, on Instagram, at Rookie Runners Podcast. My personal Instagram page is at R-A-Y-G-A. Facebook group is facebook.com slash Rookie Runners Podcast. Definitely join up. And we are on Twitter as well, at Runner underscore Rookie. Congratulations to all running a marathon this fall season. I know there's a lot of uh, my friends, a lot of listeners, I'm sure, are going to be running marathons, half marathons. It's going to be a fun season. 
In fact, as of this recording, tomorrow's the uh, Chicago Marathon. I know a few people are running it. Good luck. Go out there and let's get it. I'll be running the New York City Marathon on November 6th, which will be my fifth marathon and my first world major marathon. Really looking forward to that. Until next time, may you all stay strong, stay healthy, be well, and run happy. <laughs>